When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Back into the newsroom, where every single Friday, Remzo and I give you some news or opinions or whatever it may be. In, the, in this case, it's going to be an opinion column, so to speak, uh, as we do our July Book of the Month. Now, it's August. Why are we doing the July Book of the Month? Well, here is how this is going to work. Uh, I think the idea is that the first Friday or so of every August, we're going to look at our favorite book from July. The reason it has to be in August is because we need to wait for July to finish first. You know, books come out, we take need a few days to read them, and we want to make sure that we give the the full month its proper due. But uh, of course, to do that, with me is my partner in comic book crime, comic book news, comic book opinions, Remzo Martinez. What's up? I've got one word for you and the listeners. It's well, no, it's one. It's six words. I've got six <laughs> words. Six words. I had to count Not for a, math a second. Guy. Okay. It's all about that Zadarsky. People know from our uh, episode at the end of twenty twenty one. It's all about the chip. Last year, I went ahead and for our last episode of twenty twenty one, where we did a recap of the whole year, looking at artists, books, writers, all that stuff. I went ahead and said that Chip Zadarsky was probably the best writer of the the year. And as of right now, his book seemed to be the only one that I'm reading. And uh, as we were coordinating this, we both happened to pick up Sidarsky books. We but did. You, you went ahead and picked another one for this week. So I want to give an honorable mention to uh, what, what issue of Batman did he jump on recently? So yeah, we can sort of both honorably mention Batman number 125, which is the, the beginning of Chip Sidarsky's Batman run, which I've been looking forward to. So I had to, I had to check it out. Yeah, so we're we're giving that an honorable mention. People know that I have not read a ongoing Batman title in some time, uh, but Mark and I picked up that book at the same time recently, as well as uh, a few others that we'll talk about today. But yeah, honorable mention to that. If you've been wanting to go ahead and pick up a mainstream uh, comic book from the big two, Chip Zdarsky's on Batman. What could get better than that? Indeed. Well, what could get better than that? We'll see. But what we didn't really talk about it yet at all. Um, your thoughts, since I, I kind of held back and we, we might mention it on the show since you hadn't read it yet. So just what are your initial impressions of the Zdarsky run? And I'm just going to the, the run. It's one issue so far, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and just say this. This may contain spoilers. Yeah, I um 
it actually feels refreshing for a change. Now, I had to do a little bit of catching up. I didn't know uh, really about what the ramifications of Joker War were. I didn't know that Batman has lost his fortune. I didn't understand how some of his uh, Bat family are Yeah, not he's only upper middle class now instead of absurdly wealthy. Yeah, he has to drive a BMW instead of a Bugatti. <laughs> it's, really, it's really rough to be Bruce Wayne. But, uh, you know, it's it set up things so that that way for people who have been reading full, you know, for, for a long time, it was a good kind of refresh point for them, but also for people like me who just have not picked up an ongoing Batman title for a while, I felt like it didn't it didn't um, take too long for me to kind of understand just of what's going on while setting up this new story. Uh, them shooting Tim Drake in the neck. Uh, that came out of nowhere. Didn't see that happening. The suicide of Penguin to frame Batman for his murder came out of nowhere. I also didn't realize that Clayface Clayface is a bad guy again. When I was reading the Tom King run uh, about five years ago, Clayface was a good guy. So I'm, I'm yeah. He was doing that like I don't know what they called the team. I forget. Like, it was like a Batman Inc. type thing. Although that's not what it yeah. was. But it was like Clayface and a couple Robins and Huntress or what have you. But yeah, he was uh, reformed. And then, uh, but I really did like how they. they played that into this saying that when they were on that team batman uh basically put something in his clay body stuff that that basically he had a trigger that he could just explode and clayface knowing batman how psychotic he is it, he bought the bluff enough to to believe it <laughs> yeah which you have well, to. this guy this guy owns kryptonite you know? Yeah, I, I'm. I'm looking forward to this. I. I. Uh, I, have, I don't own any copies of his Daredevil run, but I have read Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil run on Marvel Unlimited. I think it was great. I, I think now what we're seeing is that he can. He. He started in the indie world, then he went ahead and jumped on for some more ongoing titles, and now the fact that he's able to do multiple limited series at IDW because Stillwater's back. The one I'm going to talk about today, Public Domain, is out. A couple others, as well as. Daredevil at Marvel, which is getting a new issue one, and this new um, run over at Batman. Um, I mean, this is really. I, I think he's. I think he's really underappreciated. I think uh, Al Ewing, Donnie Cates, Tom Taylor have. Uh, you know, they, they had like these giant rising moments. While at the same time, Sudarsky was rising, but Sudarsky was still kind of under the radar for most people. And now, since Ewing, Cates, and Tom Taylor are not necessarily favorable writers at this moment they've kind of soured their goodwill with a lot of readers um you know i i think uh i think now it's time for sudarsky to you know get his moment in the spotlight with these titles he seems like he is on his way to if not you know very fastly becoming like a, a level one an a plus type writer like i mean he could i could see him i, I mean it's it was kind of anointed to bendis when he came on but i think in reality within a year we might see sudarsky as the dc number one writer yeah, I, I, I easily see that coming. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see him get a Justice League run eventually, but let, let's give him a minute on, on Batman. I, I guess the only things that bother me about this, like I, I do like a lot of the directions and the, you know, the possibilities that were kind of laid out in the issue, uh, everything with the penguin, penguin. And then what was the thing called at the end where it seems like some some kind of some sort of technology was like taking over or awakening in the Batcave? That was I, I, I was just a kind of a brief teaser at the end. Oh, but. yeah. He's got like a bat terminator in his garage. Something it's not like even a bat yeah. cave. It's more like the bat garage now. Something came online and we're, we're not really sure what it is. So there's enough it's there to bat Robocop. Me. I think. The thing I don't like about it is is it's really not the fault of Chip Sadarsky. It's the fault of DC editorial over the years and what they were probably going to do in the future. You see the penguin die. It's like, you know, I mean, 
you know, the penguin's not dead or maybe he is, but they're going to, and then especially with dark crisis and everything coming it, whenever you see some characters die close to an event like this, it kind of just takes the sting off because in your mind, you're like, okay, maybe they're letting them kill some people because we're about to do another little whippity dippity reboot. And it's just knowing that in the back of my mind takes away the gravity of what should be like the, a huge death. I mean, really one of Batman's, uh, I, I've, I've become, I've become so desensitized to a lot of this though. The way I see it is Chip Zdarsky is getting to play in the Batman toy box. If he wants to grab these characters and do some stuff with them, I'd rather see him do it than somebody else. Because even if it doesn't matter, give me a good story. I can't really say the last time I read like a very like what what I can consider a cult classic Batman story. The last time that happened, um, I I don't remember who the writer was, but it was the... uh, no, no. <laughs> Flashpoint, um, evil Flashpoint Batman. No, I, I go Didn't farther back. To, I go farther back to around 2011. It was when Dick Grayson was Batman, and they did the Black Mirror over at Detective Comics. Um, that was probably it. That was that was really. It. I mean, Batman: The Imposter was a three-part Black Label series I read in 2021, but it was good. It wasn't great. So I think right now what we have is potentially, you know, a cult classic level story. I just don't want to hype my, you know, I don't want to hype it up too much before we actually see how it concludes. But for now I'm, you know, I I already added it to my poll list. I have not had a poll list at my local comic book shop since I moved here outside of Milwaukee. So I'm really, uh, you know, I'm really excited for this one. Me neither. And, uh, and I haven't had a poll list in uh, forever. You know, I've been reading digitally for so long, but now that I'm uh, back here in the States, back here in the free state of Florida, I'm going to find I've got a couple shops I've been to. I haven't settled on what is like my shop yet necessarily. You know, I'm gonna gotta play the field a little bit a bit first. The here. way I see um, it, you have your main shop and then you have your side shops. Yes. You go and you go and you treat them, you know, favorably. I'm just trying to know, figure like, out who's the main, the, who's, who's the sides. Yeah, right now, yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah, who's um, the bottom comic shop and who's the side comic shops? <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I'm going to have a legit pull list that will be very small at first, but I think it's going to have this Darsky Batman on it. Um, yeah, uh, but it's also going to have my July book of the month pick, which is a book that two months ago I hadn't heard of, hadn't even heard of the the creator, uh, Darren Warren Johnson. But um, and, and just just to con- just to uh, kind of reconfirm the format here, we're essentially each going to pick our favorite book of the last month. So this is my favorite book of the last month, and it was Do a Powerbomb number two by Daniel Warren Johnson. Have you read this? You haven't read it yet, right? No, Come I was. On, I wanted. So. To, I wanted Come to on. hear your thoughts before I jump into it. Much like that Batman. Issue. I, well, I raved about issue number one back on the summer reading list episode, so I guess you just tuned me out at that point. But I'm going to rave even more about issue two. Uh, and I think we talked about this a little bit at the time. Usually when wrestling enters comic books, it's really Oh, this bad. was the wrestling one. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Hence, yeah. do a powerbomb, Remzo. So stay with me here. Stay with me here. Okay. Um. Yeah. And usually it's cringy bad because usually it's some kind of promotional book with, you know, John Cena or The Rock or someone. And there's not really much of a story to it. It's just it's just producing some crap for, you know, a 12 year old to read whatever, whatever it may be. Um. So I didn't really or know 40 what year old man or a 42 year old man. Yeah. Um, or 42. So I didn't necessarily know what to expect uh, when I opened this book. But, um, you know, when I opened up issue number one, that one blew me out of the out of the water just because it was actually it actually had a real story. It actually had really good art. It had all the things you don't expect to see from a pro wrestling comic book. Um, So I was definitely planning to pick up issue number two. I mean, the the danger here is this might be my favorite book every month. (laughs) So maybe I'll mix it up at some point. Is is it an ongoing series or is it limited? I have no idea. All I know is I picked up issue two. Um, So I'm. 
I'm not going to spoil everything in this book because there is a twist at the end that I want to allow people to see if they decide to pick it up. But this will not be spoiler free. I do want to describe the plot a little bit here. But basically, you know, the, the main character, um, her mom is killed in the ring. Her mother was a famous wrestler. And that's all straightforward. That's all in the first issue. Uh, but then at the end of that issue, she gets swept away by this sort of magical being into this other other world. And that's kind of how it ends off. We don't even know what's going on there. So it's like it it, it starts off as a sort of a, a realistic like we're in the, the and it's a world where pro wrestling is scripted like it is um so it's 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 sort of realistic and gritty at first uh and then we kind of get swept away into this fantasy element of it that that's all in issue one here but in issue two we pick up and i really enjoy this too because this this sort of demonic creature he used to really all be about um you know world domination you know um you know taking over the you know various dimensions via uh, demon possession and this sort of thing, you know, standard, standard, like cosmic villainy type Typical stuff. evil, but know. he got bored with that. He said, he's like, it's a lot of work. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you have to, you know, hire people. You have to put together these groups. Uh, it's all, you had to cross dimensions. It's a whole thing. So he, he got kind of bored. And recently in the last like 50 years that he discovered television. So he's just been watching. He's been watching TV for like 50 years and he got so oh, so obsessed with television and like loved all these shows. But what really captured him was when he stumbled upon professional wrestling. And so this this like demonic creature is a huge professional wrestling fan. And oh, wow. that's why he summoned the lead character here, because there's a tag team tournament coming up and he wants her to participate in it. And the winner of the tournament gets to bring back someone from the dead. And the, that would obviously be her mom, who we found out died in the ring in the first issue. Okay, um, this is good. Yeah, and then, <laughs> so then we, we get that kind of set up, and then she goes back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. To the real world to like recruit this tag team partner who is actually the guy that he wants to be her tag team partner is Cobra Son, who's the guy who's hers. I wouldn't say he killed his mom because it's a scripted wrestling match. It was an accident, but the accident in the ring. Manslaughter. Something like that. I mean, he... It, yeah, it was an accident. Mom's dead, but he he has carried the guilt of this too. So she wants him to be his tag team partner. Uh, and there's a really funny scene too when he's setting this whole thing up, and he, he's like, he's like, so I want you guys to be a tag team and win the tournament. She's he's like, she's like, okay, well, who's gonna win the tournament? He's like, I don't know. That's why we're having the tournament. And she's like, oh, you don't know. Like this is scripted. Like <laughs> like so the demon thinks it's real, and so <laughs> so so now she has to go recruit a partner to fight in this real wrestling tournament that this demon set up because he thinks wrestling's real. So it's just oh like, Oh my God. And this, this is actually comes across way more serious than it sounds too. Like this it, is, this is like demonic space jam, but am I getting you interested in this yet? Yeah. It, yes. it really is. Yeah. So then we also get, which again, whenever wrestling is portrayed in comics, it's always very cartoony. And this is cartoony in a sense that some of it, some of the art is over the top, but in a, in a kind of a good way, but they have a, what's known as a hardcore match. Now, a hardcore match is where there's like really crazy stuff that happens. People get dropped on beds of nails. People get light lights, uh, like, like light bulbs broken on their faces. Um, and have you ever seen, Yeah, I don't know if you've seen this, but you've ever seen the David Arquette death match, you know, David no. Arquette wrestled in a pro wrestling match, right? In a death match. That happened? And his neck was cut open by a light bulb because he, he panicked and did something and, and he sliced his neck open and it was bleeding profusely. And he was scared. He left. He like ran out of the ring. He's like, oh my God, what am I doing here? And ran away. It's crazy. You should look, just look up David Arquette deathmatch sometime. Um, this reminded me of that. This, like that's how, but it was accurate. It was like, it was kind of realistically accurate the way they showed this, this multi-page uh, sort of deathmatch, which I've, I've never seen that kind of 
pro wrestling violence portrayed in a comic um, so so well and the art is just so damn cool and you can sense and more than sense because I read the letters column and you can really see it in there with all the references he makes you can sense how much Daniel Warren Johnson just loves pro wrestling has such a passion for pro wrestling and at the end of the day that's why this book vibrates with me so much because my two biggest passions um, in terms of just pure entertainment are comics and pro wrestling and it's very rare now they've been put together before it's just rarely it's very rare that they are put together well. And in this case, they are put together extremely well. So I, this this book gets my absolute highest recommendation. You want to know what score I'm giving it? I'm giving it a 10. I love this. Oh. I love this. And I'm biased because I, I have a, a certain passion here that makes me like it more than others. But I can't find a single flaw. You, you haven't this. said that about an ongoing series since we started the show. In my life, I think. <laughs> Maybe in my life. Oh, wow. I, I don't think I have. I'm that excited about it. And I wanted to wait to say to say this until I'd read more than one issue because I was pretty excited issue one. Issue two is just has just shown me like I'm on board for this wherever it goes, as long as it goes. I got to think it's going to be a limited series, I imagine, um, since we just have this tournament coming up and that's the kind of the whole basis of it. And how long can they drag that out? Um, but who knows? But uh, I'm supporting it either way. Damn. Ten. Ten, Ramsey. Five Damn. and a five. Wow. Yeah, so that is my favorite book of the month, and um, it's going to be hard for anyone to top it, uh, I, I will say, but, uh, but we'll see how things go. Well, we'll see if I Eric think- Larson can make, it, make a comeback for me with, with the next, next Savage Dragon, or uh, I am still reading it because I, I just have to Folks, know. Folks, if you say Eric Larson three, time, <laughs> three times in front of a mirror with the lights turned off, he will block you he, on Twitter. He, he appears behind you and jabs you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, we don't need to go there. No, I'm actually, I'm actually reading his Ant series. I think that's one of the reasons that Savage Dragon has been so delayed, besides the fact that he went into a self-admitted writer's block. I am reading Ant, and then the next issue, Savage Dragon appears in Ant, and I'm kind of enjoying it, because at the end of the day, I still do enjoy Eric Larson as a creator, and I probably always will, um, even if he blocks me on Twitter. But no bigs. Man, you're in like a Chris Brown-Rihanna relationship. (laughs) And I still... Eric Larson blocks me, but I still love him. And I'm paying him alimony for some reason. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Remzo, what is your book of the month that you somewhat vaguely referenced earlier being a a Zdarsky book? I, I think you will enjoy this one, especially as you wait between issues of Do a Powerbomb. This is Public Domain by Chip Zdarsky. It's another one of his IDW titles that's coming out. Um, this kind of caught me off guard because the the cover alone to issue one is of a poster, and you have the superhero mask on top of the face of the that's on the poster, and you see people grabbing towards it. So immediately I, I was like, public domain, like, oh, this looks like, you know, a, a type of superhero satire, you know, something like that, maybe like The Boys or something else, like maybe they're doing a riff at the comic book industry or something. Well, they are and they aren't. One, this is not a superhero book, but it is a criticism of the comic book industry and its incestuous relationship with Hollywood. So basically, it follows a reporter whose father went ahead and um, created a comic book character, co-created a comic book character called Domain. And basically, he made this in the 60s when writers and artists didn't have much rights. And because of some legal mumbo-jumbo, he never got to make as much money from the character when he became a TV show and a video game and a giant action blockbuster movie franchise. So basically this, um, th- this reporter has basically grown up with a chip on his shoulder because he hates how the inter- how Hollywood and the comic book industry has treated his father. So he goes and he basically becomes an entertainment reporter for a local newspaper and he's covering all the stuff regarding his father's character's movie, which is coming out. And he 
just gets really melancholy because his father doesn't get any credit for it. He's invited to the red carpet, but he gets to sit in the back. Nobody knows who he is. He gets like no money from it. I think at one point they're like this made like tens of millions of dollars, but he got checked for like three grand. I mean, it's um, it, it's really trying to criticize how Hollywood and the entertainment industry treats creators and these creative types. So, which is um, really how comic creators were treated for a large, you know, for many many decades. We all know the stories of like you know Jack Kirby, like you know barely squeaking by, which is just just criminal. I, I mean, what's sad is that people still don't know who Bill Finger is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've Bill seen that. Fi- have you seen the documentary? I, I yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a it's a remarkable documentary on a on Hulu. I think it's called um, Batman's Friend Bill or something like that. But oh, it's not it's not called Billy Got Fingered. <laughs> no, I I must have no. been confused. No, we're watching two different movies, but basically Bill Finger um, was... <laughs> I think I clicked on the wrong link. I think you did. Bill Finger was, and and people, it's so surprising me people don't know this, Bob Kane did not solely create the Batman mythos. Bob Kane created a character named Batman, but Bill Finger, who was the artist, was the one who actually created everything you know about Batman. The Batcave, the gadgets, the costume, the rogues gallery. Everything that you love about Batman really was a Bill Finger creation. And because... Everyone, uh, everything but the name, essentially. Everything but the name. And because Bill Finger trusted Bob Kane when they were doing Big stuff mistake. for DC, uh, Bob Kane basically wrote Bill Finger out of all the ownership, all the IP and everything. And up until his death, Bill Finger was largely unknown and he died penniless, which is such a shame. So it wasn't until Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice when his family discovered that Bill Finger actually did in fact own rights to be the co-founder and co-creator of Batman. They found like the agreement on a napkin or something. Something like that. Like they had to go through like documents and documents that some shady lawyer didn't look at. And now whenever you see Batman in television or in movies or even in the comics now, it's Bob Kane and Bill Finger. So now Bill Finger, you know, after death is getting the credit that sadly he never received in life. But this is really showing it. And at the end of issue one, this lawyer who gets really upset with, um, I'm sorry, the secretary who gets really upset with the studio executive because she becomes friends with the reporter's father who created Domain and she's going through some documents. She finds that he is actually the sole owner of Domain since his partner, who originally had the majority ownership of the trademark and the IP, died a decade prior. So the very end of the issue is the reporter, his brother, who's like an MMA fighter, and their father uh, leaving an airport from a, from a, one of the recent movies premieres, and he gets a call from the secretary. He's basically saying, you need to get back to LA because you were the owner of Domain. And that's where the issue leaves wow. off. And it is, it is hilarious. This is not a super hero book but if you if you love comics if you want something a little bit more serious and if you love chip sadarsky this is one of the most original stories i've seen on the stands from any title in, in a good long time since sadarsky's last book stillwater which is back in um uh, a different title it's got like a subtitle with it as well he's that's still going through um uh through through image as well did i say idw yeah How this is a, it? It is an mean, image the guy's book. pumping out so much not just so many books uh devil i think you wrote devil's reign as well devil's reign was incredible it just, yeah. just wrapped up i mean he not just so many books, but so many quality books. Like I, I know there are a lot of writers that turn out a number of books, but I, there are not a number of quality books. And this is really, I mean, Starsky's just killing it. Yeah, I mean, this is this is probably one of my 
Um, th- this is probably my favorite Sadarsky book on the stands right now. I would put it above his Batman run and anything else. This is just, I- I'm obsessed with it. So I added Public Domain, uh, published by Image Comics, written by Chip Sadarsky, on my pull list. So it's, uh, it's good. I highly, highly recommend it. All right, so two image books this month uh, from both of us, which I still think of image as an independent and always will, uh, even though they're a fairly large company. But, you know, to me, if you're not if you're not Marvel or DC, you're, you're independent. So I'm going to I'm going to still go with that. Has the end they, they, they have it. independent feel to them either way. You know, I, I think I think Sadarsky's at his best when he's not writing for Marvel or DC. I think which he's is, pumping out good stuff. Which is saying he, a lot because he's doing yeah. incredible stuff there too. But you know, at, at the end of the day, you're going to be somewhat constricted um, under those parameters no matter what. So it's it's great to just when he really gets out. Did you ever read his crossover issue? He wrote one issue of the of crossover. I'm, I'm going to collect it when the series ends. The series will be wrapping up soon. And I, I picked up some of the digital versions. I skimmed through it. I'm addicted. So when the whole thing comes to an end, I'm just going to go ahead and buy it in full graphic novel form. You could almost read that one out of order, but since you're going to read it anyway, I'll, I'll say just, just wait for it. But um, it, it, yeah, I the issue he writes is it might be one of my favorite single issues of, in a of a long time. I mean, it's just, it's just very unique and I think you'll enjoy it. So um, that being said, that does it for the July book of the month. Remzo chose public domain number one. I chose do a power bomb. I almost said crossover. Do a power bomb number two. If you want an honorable mention, Batman one twenty five. But either way, Chip Sadarsky doing good things out there. Um, that is all until next week. Until next Wednesday or sooner. If you are a patron of Second Print Pod, of course you can become so. patreoncom slash pod where you get early access to all these episodes, including the newsroom episodes, as well as so much bonus content. Remzo rants, Remzo versus the MCU, uh, what Mark missed, all sorts of great stuff there behind the paywall. And while you're at it, why don't you give us a five star rating and a great review? Now that we're doing these extra shows for you, we could use those ratings and reviews over on Apple. So. Uh, That's all I've got, Remzo. What about you? Folks, if you can do nothing but one thing, remember this. Read comics and change the world. Night-night. Good night, America. Adios. Be sure to leave the show a five-star rating and review and support the crew at patreon.com slash secondprintpod. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. 
It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty. That means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big.